Hello, Waniacs and Splaniacs. As of August 2021, our Patreon is live! Woo! Splain will always be free, so don't worry. But if you want to help support us and help us make the show as best as it can be, you can donate at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. We'll be releasing bonus content for our Patreon subscribers every month, as well as shouting out the generous members of the Acela VIP Lounge. Yes, so if you like what we do, you can help support us at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. It's going to be great. And with that, on to the show. Waniacs out. out. They call fountains of Splain. Whoa, 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 welcome to Fountains of Splain, Splain. This is Grace, and this is our weekly podcast about Fountains of Wayne, featuring Tyler. Featuring me, and me only. Grace, (laughs) thanks for the intro. I'll see you at the end for the outro. It's going to be an... Oh, what my life would be like if I just did the intro. If you rolled up to places. If that was your professional career as a podcaster, is that you introduced podcasts and then you logged out and then you just went and introduced other podcasts all day long. Such an exciting jet setting career possibility. Like that's the exact amount of pressure I'm looking for under a job circumstance. And, you know, it's not like there are other it's not like there aren't other entertainment positions where there is such a job. Like before any given late night show starts, you have somebody who's like, ladies and gentlemen, it's the guy in the suit. And the show starts like, why don't podcasts have that? Yeah, I do always wish I was like the most low effort job on television, like TV presenter or well, yeah, like, yes, like TV presenter or like, um, yes, like the guy who just does like a voice in one thing at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, the thing with that, too, with TV shows and TV presenters is I used to always watch those shows as a kid and be like, oh my god this looks like such a fun gig like all the people who get to work on these shows but it sucks that they have to work so late it's like a monday night and they're like at the studio at 11 30 p.m but of course they're not they tape during the day and they just pretend it's nighttime and then they air the show at night so they're not really like live unless it's a really special occasion um and so it's just like a regular work day for them and they just get to pretend it's like nighttime and do silly voices and talk to celebrities and listen to bands play it sounds like a pretty good gig uh yeah for sure i'm into the idea and i'm also into the idea of following us on social media uh you can follow us on instagram at fountains of splain and you can follow you can fountain us on and you can follow us on TikTok at Fountains of Splain, and you can email us at fountainsofsplain at gmail.com, and you can peruse our many exciting playlists in the show notes below or inside or behind or back or forward or wherever you are in your Spotify. Um, they're all cool. You can read. Um, I think that's everything. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I honestly, I kind of tuned out because I wanted to talk about Dickie Barrett, um, 
who is the former front man of the ska band, the Mighty Mighty Boston's Grace, did you hear that the Mighty Mighty Boston's broke up recently? I did hear that. Connor texted me that the Stones broke up. And I... <laughs> and I... And I presumed the Rolling Stones broke up and I was kind of like, good. Yeah, finally. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, I'll dance on their grave when they're gone at this point. <laughs> and um, he eventually corrected me <laughs> that, of course, he met the Mighty Mighty Boston's. And I'm like, damn, I'm talking like somebody who has not seen season one of Bojack Horseman six or seven times. That is one of my favorite Bojack jokes. Um, but I wanted to bring it up because he famously was not only the front man of the ska band, the Mighty Mighty Boston's, he was also the announcer for Jimmy Kimmel Live. Wikipedia says until 2022, I haven't looked into this at all. I don't know what's going on with Dickie Barrett that he's quitting both Jimmy Kimmel and the Mighty Mighty Boston's. But um, I always just thought, like, is there a more fun existence than fronting a ska band and being the and if we fly from New York, it's the thing happening now yeah, guy? No way. Yeah, that's like, the, it's just the best part time gig of all time to announce stuff, to just go different places where cameras are and announce stuff. Yeah. Uh, or where cameras aren't uh, for the sake of a podcast. Ah, yes. So we had, uh, I just wanted to kind of like reflect real quick because last week we put out a patreon episode instead of a new episode and it's because we used our usual recording time to record this month's patreon episode or maybe last month's patreon episode because we're running a little behind uh but it was a podcast where you me and our friend <laughs> uh friend of the show eric gandalf talked about uh jeff rosenstock and all the jeff rosenstock uh projects speaking of ska like the uh arrogant sons of bitches and bomb the music industry and then just jeff rosenstock and and Oregon vespucci and we did like an episode of fountains of splain we put like all anything that jeff has been involved with pretty much on a document there was like over 200 songs and we (laughs) randomly generated one 40 or something yeah it was nuts it was nuts uh we got really lucky with our song and and had a really fun talk so that was just lots of fun and i if people respond well to it um I'm sure we'll do other episodes of Fountains of Jeff <laughs> yes. because we I, I had a blast uh, taking a, a quick little break from talking about Wayne and talking about Jeff instead. It was very fun. It was kind of crazy to it's crazy what we've chosen to voluntarily do here and just talk about one band every new week and of course we draw other musical comparisons and quite literally talk to other musicians and get different perspectives but it it was hard to uncross the wires and be like okay not talking about Fountains of Wayne like I had to like really dust the gears off before that started to go well yeah yeah I mean it was a really really long episode uh, but I think by the end we were totally lubed up Uh, the gears were operating smoothly and we had a really good and informed conversation about the great Jeff Rosenstock who people who are familiar with the Saving for a Custom Van compilation will remember uh, Jeff did please don't rock me tonight for that so Jeff is a noted Waniac which is part of the reason why we did it Fountains of Jeff, more to come, but probably not 240 episodes. His discography is truly overwhelming. Never say never. I want to talk about every Bomb the Music Industry song (laughs) in a feature length uh, way. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Why don't we generate a Wayne song, though? Because we're not here to talk about Jeff today. We're here to talk about 
our favorite band, Fountains of Wayne. We have 15 more songs, Grace. We have 15 more songs. We were so close to the end of this podcast or the end of this version of this podcast. Yes. Ryan just looked it up for us. We are going to finish like sometime in May, I think. Which is crazy. Faithful. And it's, you know, it's only February, but the months are, they fly, they fly by and God, we have, we're still making plans for what to do when we run out of natural born Wayne songs. So uh, if anyone has ideas, uh, uh, you know, found us explain at gmail.com because we are uh, actually at a loss as of now. It's also just crazy, like how much all of our lives have changed (laughs) since the beginning of this podcast. Like, it's truly crazy to say but our life has grown all our lives i think have grown profoundly in size like just the people we know and the connections we've made and like uh, i don't know getting to do this uh is such a weird (laughs) blessing a weird blessing and a weird regular ritual that makes me feel tethered to the real world which is nice it's like the only thing that's been constant in my life for like two years straight (laughs) yes totally and it's funny because it's all like sometimes i have a hard time like fully enjoying it until i'm like actually here and we're recording and we're talking about it because all of it exists like everything fucking else in this liminal space of the internet and our bedrooms and like the fact that we can't do it together is so sad but then all the moments we've had where we can do it together and overall just like the ripples that like this has caused in our lives and i think all of our like thinking and positivity and being like oh we can do it we can do things like this is like totally changed like the way i live my life like i'm much more intentional yeah yeah it's amazing what making a podcast will do i really would recommend it to anybody friends (laughs) of the show at the uh at the give it a chai uh podcast about tea which again i was a guest on so everybody should check out give it a chai but um for me not the rest of the show yeah that's the show fine my episode genius um (laughs) my friend quinn at at that show texted me yesterday and she was like why do I want to make another podcast? <laughs> and I was like, cause this is what happens. You get involved and oh then it's you like, Oh, it's this like seductress. You're like, God, it's so much work. It drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> and then, Oh, but she, that siren keeps calling you back to the sea of audio. And that you just siren song of audio glitches and etc etc okay um word we are generating i have the document pulled up and i have the random number generated set to 15 if you want to count me in tyler okay i'll count you in uh five four three two grace keeps smashing the like button earlier on this podcast uh, unless ryan cut it out i said that my only constant uh for the last two and a half years was making this podcast and i can feel that in the time since i said that um in the time since i said that um my uh loving and supportive girlfriend claire has probably texted me and said why would you say that this podcast has been there for you and i haven't been and so this is a uh correction that uh uh, in the middle of the countdown, prime real estate on the show, uh, <laughs> that this podcast is not the only thing that has been consistent in my life for the last two years. One! <laughs> That's like when the whale apologizes to his ex-wife on BoJack Horseman. <laughs> that was so this is, this is a BoJack I, appreciation podcast. I, I always, I know, I can't stop myself. I always do it. I got roasted in Chicago for it. Um, 
uh, Tyler, also the last two times Tyler has counted me down, he's given me straight up carpal tunnel with his long windedness. So what did I do the time before this? I hmm, I think you like counted out like you counted out like very specific details about like some kind of food that you were counting down. I don't know. I say oh, pretzels. it's a Philly cheesesteak. I went. Oh. I went. <laughs> I detailed the ingredients of a Philly cheesesteak right, in honor right. of Scoopski. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's number six, and I think Ryan told us what it was. Um, no, no. Ryan sent a message to us uh, <laughs> that said, Fountains of Spain is the only podcast where a five-second counter <laughs> takes a whole minute. <laughs> Which um, I think was just for us and not for the crowd, but I thought they would appreciate it. Um, okay, number six is... Oh, uh, I have uh well hang on I'm not gonna say I have no guess because what we have two two, two or th- three left on so it has to be Utopia Parkway and I am gonna say ooh it's hard Valley of Malls Very Amity close. Gardens what'd you say Amity Gardens we already did our Amity Gardens <laughs> you're so right <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right looking uh, at the document I probably would have been like oh yeah um no it's number six is Lost in Space right now oh lost in yeah. space okay, this sweet, is so sweet. god why this we were before we started recording i was like what can we talk about and i should have told you guys i went to the hayden planetarium famously <gasps> featured in laser show and that yeah. lost in space just reminded me of that but we, we could talk more about that later or next time oh my god yes that's so true um how perfect uh, it's it's I forgot it already because I'm so uh, my spacey. I've lost in space. Grace, come back! Don't be lost. Come back. Come to me. Better than before by the Tisberries. Okay, tag yourself if you're a pretty little thing and you're lost in space. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone tag themselves. Okay. Everyone's beautiful and lost. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lost in space. It's track 11 on Utopia Parkway. Clocks in at 2 minutes and 20 seconds. It is between laser show and prom theme and it's pretty close to the end of the album because you have laser show lost in space prom theme it must be summer son of their daughter and then that's it 
so this is a tail ender for sure. It's a back half track. Uh, it's pretty short too. It's a uh, definitely on the shorter end of Wayne songs. Uh, and it's definitely a interesting little track. Grace, how do you find lost in space? What do you think of this song? Um, sorry, pause. I have to clean myself up. I sneezed all about myself, <laughs> all up in and on myself. I have to clean everything. <laughs> Leave it in. Um, one more. Um, I find Lost in Space to be a cool song. I like this song. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I think this and a lot of Fountains of Wayne songs and a lot of Adam Schlesinger songs in particular have a powerful ability of making it cool to be weird. Like this song to me and to everyone, because it's a very straightforward song, is about... Um, protagonist or narrator liking a girl who kind of like speaks in riddles and gets lost in her thoughts and is like super fucking bonkers confusing and weird but like there's just something about her which is the story in a lot of songs um or there's just like really specific like really like kind of like caring beautiful details about a person and it it, it I think he does a lot of work in making it cool to be like idiosyncratic and different. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I do think this is a fun song. It's definitely a pretty groovy. I think it plays into that. I feel like there's a very Gen X saying of uh, being a, a quote unquote space cadet. Uh, you know, you yeah. ever heard like like I've heard my yeah parents a very like gendered somebody. a very like gendered you're so spacey like is something that gets said to girls a lot. I feel yes, like. definitely something I've heard like people my parents' age say about like girls who are a little spacey. Like yeah, she's kind of a space cadet, but uh, but she's cool. So I feel like Lost in Space plays into that uh, phrase a little bit. Um, yeah, I, it's kind of hard to like find uh huge things to say about this song it really isn't about much it's literally uh that's the whole thing that's what the song is about is the narrator of the song is trying to talk to a girl who's kind of spacey uh and he finds her uh attractive as he says over and over again uh but he just can't quite place her because she is so lost in space um there's a few things that come to mind i i wonder if it's intentionally named after the tv show and uh, pop culture entity lost in space i imagine it probably is it would be appropriate for the age they are um i know like my dad who's in his mid-50s grew up watching the kind of corny lost in space tv show and i think oh okay uh, what is this yeah i did skim by something that was like lost in space tv show compilation applied to lost in space by fountains of wayne and i was like i want to watch that but i don't know what that means what a loving combination of the two lost in spaces (laughs) (laughs) what an what a beautiful frankenstein's monster yeah, it's it's like a corny sci-fi show. I know my dad is a b- big fan oh, of it. Cool. Uh, and there's a Netflix reboot now that's like high budget and uh, it's actually pretty good. Uh, and there's also, I believe, a late 90s movie that has been pretty much forgotten about completely and was like completely critically maligned. But I definitely saw it many times mm-hmm. as a kid because of my dad's um, 
uh, enthusiasm for Lost in Space. But yeah, I kind of wonder if that phrase was just sort of swimming around in uh, Adam and or Chris's mind and they needed another track for the album and it's kind of an easy phrase to build a song around of. Uh, So I guess that could have uh, been where that came from. Either way, I think I would classify this as a minor Wayne song. It's not one that you hear people talk about a lot. And even on Utopia Parkway, like I was looking here and I'd hate to have to look here and like rank the songs of Utopia Parkway because I think like all Fountains of Wayne songs are special and great in their own way. Um, But if you look at every song on Utopia Parkway, I think I'd probably say this is the one I'm drawn to the least. It's the one I I think I listen to the least on the album. Um, And I think it's just because it kind of lacks like a, the, the sort of point of view or idiosyncratic detail that i really look for and Mm -hmm. like in fountains of wayne songs there's no sense of character there's no sense of place uh there's no like kind of central idea or aesthetic either like narratively or aesthetically sonically Mm -hmm. being explored i mean this song ends and then prom theme comes on and immediately you are transported to this lush sentimental soundscape of like what it feels like to be at prom and it's so lovingly and specifically rendered and you compare that to this song and like this is a catchy fun song but it feels a little inconsequential in comparison yeah it's like it's like lacking in the lyrics compared to what we're used to being spoiled by adam schlesinger in that department and i think this job this song does a good job at the idea of being lost in space on earth is a nice idea like there is uh this i think there is like an an alternate feeling that some people feel like uh, i am the center of the universe earth like even though we know it's not the center of the universe feels like the center of the universe because it is my center of the universe so the idea of being a person who feels so estranged and so different that you feel lost in space on earth is like a very profound (laughs) and almost kind of like hurtful concept um that is explored by like jim morrison and kesha like and like is a very popular idea like in the past 10 years and now the idea of being like so different no one else can comprehend me and like and as as silly as that feels and as silly as that can be it like does carve a niche for people who feel left out and people who feel different and like it it will never stop being important but uh yes it is kind of like a ditty compared to other songs and it's not a completely striking song to me although i did think one of the first things i thought when i was looking at the document and realizing we still had it is we had we knew somebody in college who explicitly told us that this was their favorite fountains of wayne song do you remember who that was yeah we'll bleep it out loved lost in space that's right yeah oh my god what a random factoid wow why oh that's so interesting okay i mean i feel like it i yeah probably because he had a crush on a girl like that (laughs) yeah that's true it's such an easy in like it's kind of the only in and you're either are that girl or you like that girl and you're like wow that's a cool song (laughs) it actually all checks out now that you now that we said it like that um yeah i can see why somebody would be drawn to this if they're into to spacey girls i guess um 
yeah uh i i do i agree with what you said like i do like that it's a song that celebrates uh these people who are total individuals in such a way that like the universe can't seem to classify them uh, and they defy you know the, the traditional uh boxes that most people check that said i just wish it was like you know that it's found some way into such a good job writing songs from the perspective of other people pretend people mm-hmm. characters more or less i wish the song was like the from the voice of the girl who's lost in space rather than a man who thinks she's pretty (laughs) because he just keeps saying man she's pretty but she's lost in space and it's like well i don't really care what this guy thinks of this girl he doesn't have a very interesting uh point of view on her he just like thinks she's hot and uh kind of out there i'd rather whatever's going on in her head be the, the thing that we are uh learning about stopped at the phase of feminism where it's like oh men are supporting women and that's how we learn that women are good <laughs> right right it's very 90s oh, men away like in. women like that so we shouldn't belittle them like thank you men for sticking up for the women <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes yes let's not give it too much credit <laughs> let's pump the brakes it's also like and all those things said too i think like maybe what's most criminal about it of all is that like it's a catchy song but compared to everything else on utopia parkway it's just not as hooky or catchy as all these other amazing songs it's like kind of compositionally similar to something like it must be summer which happens two songs later but it must be summer to me is so much catchier and as a song i get drawn to so much more frequently and part of it's because there's a little bit more like uh a little bit more to the lyrics of it must be summer like there's kind of a central thing the song is about that makes it fun to listen to but it's also just a hooky catchy fun song it's on every road trip playlist i'll ever assemble whereas this song i listen to and i'm like this is a fine song that happens like in the middle of an album it's so short that yeah. i kind of like i never skip it yeah. i just i'm kind of like oh yeah lost oh, in space and it kind of comes this and goes. comes on my playlist radio when my playlist runs out sometimes and i don't skip it yeah right it's like definitely not a song i like hate but uh it, it's not it's not one I ever really put on yeah. on purpose. The only time I listen to it on purpose, I'd say, is when I'm listening to Utopia Parkway all the way through on purpose, which is pretty yes. frequent. Yeah. I also I also wonder, just like as this process wears on, I feel like in the beginning, I was like so incredibly open-minded to every single song. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's really zoom in on No Better Place and like give it the shot it deserves. I already like it, but I know I could like it more. And now, like as the process wears on, I think we're like, this song's fucking garbage. Yeah, this one's trash. Bottom of the list. <laughs> like, I think we get maybe slightly more discerning the more we do this. And so the songs we're doing now, or we're like, maybe more critical of than we were before i don't know i i think uh i'd like to think we've always been pretty as objective as two fountains of wayne obsessives <laughs> can be about fountains yeah. of wayne uh we definitely give glowing reviews to songs that other people probably would be not super keen on but that said like you know we put out a pretty scathing episode on 92 subaru that's true that's true so we were ready then and i will say like you know for us kind of like dumping on the song a little bit there are there is stuff i really like about it um the synth solo that comes uh i guess in the bridge is really fun and and really groovy uh there's also some ideas explored here that seem like rough drafts of things that we see on later tracks 
Uh, specifically, we have that way, way moment that is almost exactly the same delivery that Collingwood gives on Little Red Light. I don't know if you caught that, but there's a little moment uh, where they they do something that's like they would do again on the next album, I think in a more like refined and specific and interesting way. So it's always cool to see a band expand on an earlier idea and I think improve upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. But other than that, I, I think it's just kind of like a fun, the, the thing I wrote down about it is that it sounds like a pretend pop song that Adam would have wrote for a movie <laughs> or a TV show. Specifically, it's the kind of song that, uh, in like every 90s teen movie, there's a big house party. And typically at the big house party, there's a band that's playing. It seems like the song that the 90s band is playing at the 90s high school house party. It just has that vibe to it. Uh, and I think in that context, like in a, you know, an American Pie type setting surrounded by teenagers, <laughs> the song probably would hit harder than just like listening to it isolated, uh, like a load in your bedroom would. True. Um I'm sorry I laughed. I was reading a very long song meeting, very long and passionate song meetings comment. Thank I God. love when people get philosophical on the internet but won't make any decisions. Like they will just like philosophize and ask questions and like write a paragraph. Anyways, um in 2008, somebody said, I'm not sure confused is the right word. I think she's just different, absent minded perhaps. I suspect she daydreams a lot, but confused? No. I don't think she's confused. No more so than anyone else anyway. No, I think she's a pretty girl who just does things her own way and tends to get lost in thought frequently the singer does say she's a mess this could be accurate or it could be a matter of perception who knows in any case i can very much relate to this song because i tend to fall for that kind of girl (laughs) wow Uh, that is the that's the fan base of the song (laughs) people who like spacey women ryan target audience (laughs) found Ryan. target audience absolutely found (laughs) um yeah i'm looking to see i didn't check i was gonna see if maybe there were some funny uh youtube comments there is a youtube video of somebody covering it so somebody likes it enough to record themselves playing guitar uh and covering it we should have asked that guy for an interview uh yeah let's see here this moment that we were not prepared for (laughs) oh and this lost in space the one you said uh the uh, somebody said uh david v or maybe david five uh is, is a, a guy on youtube and he has a video fountains of land lost in space and the description is i decided to edit lost in space series to lost in space by fountains of Wayne," and it's the new the new lost in space series so this is a recent video um and uh i think that's a cool thing to do so yeah the, the song has has its people who like it it has its lost yeah. in space people this of the songs left like there's so many good songs i kind of went in today being like we can't get a song i won't like and like that just isn't really true <laughs> um but yeah i guess perf i feel today today in where i was in massachusetts was a weird day weather wise like rainy and then the the field behind the school i work at filled with fog stephen king the mist style and like we all got like apocalyptically scared for a little bit uh it's and it's just been like a dreary day head to toe filled with vagaries i feel like this vague non-specific this this diamond in this or not a diamond in the rough, this coal in the diamond pile, which is a non-specific, non-reference-laden Adam Schlesinger song 
is sort of perfect for the vagary of today. Yeah, New Jersey's been the same way. We've been just blanketed by fog and the whole world feels creepy and like a little bit askew. So this is the perfect song. Uh, You know, I would just rather she's lost in space, but I'd rather she be lost on the highway in New Jersey. It'd be more fountains (laughs) of way and be more interesting. Me too. I know. I know. I'm like, the universe is too big like that. No, that hurts my brain, baby. What's uh, give me the road. Get lost on Route 80. Give me like just dirt and like diners and yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Get lost in a uh, northeastern city. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. We'll talk. Otherwise, I'm complete. I'm like, is there writing about California? I'm like, I can't really. It's impossible. There's nothing. This has nothing to do with me. <laughs> how, am I, how am I supposed to listen to this? How it the has fuck nothing am I to supposed do with to listen me? to California girls when I am not one? <laughs> this is my a number one problem with Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um well speaking of katie perry let's move on to bad ideas i didn't mean to roast katie perry like that i don't know why i came for katie perry like that i've always liked keep it keep it no it stays um oh no yeah keep it Uh, it's on the record now um Uh, it's already on the record we've already (laughs) shit on katie perry on the record okay like why'd you do Um, american idol that feels like a bad idea for katie perry bad ideas ideas. he's right he's right bad ideas um let me look ryan had a really good one last night maybe i'll do that i've been stealing ryan's bad ideas lately cheater um (laughs) just kidding uh i i have uh i have a bad idea i want to share the one i shared on the patreon special just briefly because i did very much enjoy it and it is uh gritty adaptation of cooking mama the uh video game series uh but I'll, i'll i have a new one as well go for it Okay. Um, so I right now I'm working as a substitute teacher in a school district in New Jersey and I sub gym the other day and uh, we had uh, crab soccer all day. And if you don't remember crab soccer, if you never played it in school, it's where you get uh, like on your hands and feet like a like a little crab and you have to kick the ball over other kids and they're all like in a square and like each line of the square is like a goalpost basically you're kicking a big oversized ball and the kids got really into it they're screaming it was like gladiatorial it was the most important thing <laughs> in the world to them it was so cool um and i was thinking it would be a really bad idea but also really fun if you were a sub who made crab soccer the lesson plan every day at every class regardless (laughs) of gym just because you liked it every grade level like up to 12th grade if you're like oh 12th grade physics more like crab soccer nerds get on the floor like i think (laughs) i think that's a bad idea but also a good idea my bad idea today is robbed from me and Tyler's old note where we were trying to plan a sketch comedy television show. And the first idea in it is a show or a skit about a guy who goes to church and thinks it's a play. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good, actually. I like it would be good. very short. Like, that's the whole bit. But... <laughs> that's good ultimately that's so good like a guy like is there an intermission i mean this is long <laughs> this is awful like I does thought, this get like, good <laughs> when does this improve at any point and then everybody gets up to take communion like, okay okay <laughs> oh concessions <laughs> sweet uh, all right well 
Thank you this week to Rachel Hart, Mallory Stewart, La Pontif. La Pontif, we have a special episode coming for you in February, we swear. John LaFollette, Jason, and Eric Gandalf. Thank you, patrons. You make our show easier to make, and we appreciate your support. Oh, my God. It's almost Valentine's Day, and I love you. Oh, my God. Yes. Almost Valentine's Day. So exciting. Love you. Wait, yeah. <laughs>